Stefan Everts, a week ago you were riding at Majora in front of the fans. You were standing up, getting the cheers of the fans again. It must have brought back some memories for you. How was that experience? Yeah, it was very cool. You know, uh, it's been a while since I rode Majora. Actually, in my career, I haven't been riding that much on that Majora track, but uh, yeah, every time it was really cool. I had some of my worst uh, GPs there, okay. and one of my best GPs, you know, went a bit up and down, but okay, uh, after I retired in 2006, it was really cool to, to do a few laps around the track, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was cool. And how did you find the track? Obviously, Liam was racing there. Were you able to see anything or feel what, what he was going through then from those couple of laps? I mean, the track was at parts uh, rough and bumpy. Uh, I mean, after all uh, the rain we had on, on Saturday, the track was looking really good. Uh, the ruts were nice, and uh, it was yeah, the track was good. It's always hard to pass the Majora, very yeah. hard. Uh, but overall, uh, the track was good. And you were right. You did a, a lap with Caroli in 06. This was your last race, and Caroli was really successful there too. You both won the motos. So it was nice to see nearly 20 years later, both of you on track, especially with that crowd. The crowd was pretty impressive. The majority really loud. Yeah, that. yeah, it's true. It's been a while that we've been together on the track. And uh, okay, Tony is still riding a lot. You can see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just do a little bit of enduro riding in the winter, but not so much. You know, I just I enjoy riding a little bit, not too much anymore in the year, and uh, that's it. And you're still able to ride okay? Is with your feet and stuff, or is that a problem? No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to be careful with braking. Because uh, on, on my right foot, uh, all the toes are amputated, and uh, yeah, that's also the side of braking. So I have to be a bit cautious and not uh, going too fast in the turns. But it's not about going fast anymore. It's just about having a good feeling on the bike. You were standing up a lot, and obviously anybody that watched GPs from about 1990, so you ride like that. There's a lot being made in America of Jet Lawrence's style and standing up. Like this is the first time they've really seen it. Do you feel like everything positive they're saying about Jet? It's kind of what the what they should have been saying about you <laughs> back in the nineties in America. It's like they're at, they're finally realizing how good your technique was by yeah, looking at Jet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what Jet has been doing is very impressive, and also Hunter. You know, uh, what Jet showed this year, uh, winning all motos in the in the in the, in the motocross, has been uh, very cool. And uh, yeah, we could see at a young age that he would be one day very good and strong. But to be um, to see him that strong, uh, I'm very proud of him and, and the family. You know. Uh, Everyone's been working hard for that, so it's not been easy for them, and uh, it's very nice to see them very successful being in America. And yeah, they're talking about this, you know, that's a, a technique that I already had in the 90s, but it's, it's cool that they still recognize it, so uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm that shows that what you were doing then still works these days as well. Yeah, it will work always, you yeah. know, for me. For me, uh, to, to ride it on that way is a lot easier, and you can absorb the bumps easier when you stand up uh, in a way, and uh, yeah, I mean. It's just a matter of having that balance and and uh, it helps a lot especially in deep ruts and jet did you expect him to be this good this soon he's only 19 he's pretty much he went undefeated in america in his first year in a 450 we... no i mean i know he would be good but no one knows how fast it goes and uh, to see him move up to the 450 class uh, i didn't expect that he would do it so quick you know and uh, uh, but to be that good so fast on the 450, uh, you, actually you need at least one or two more, two, two years to, yeah. to get uh, all of the, the bike and to get strong enough. But Chet has a strong body and you could see that uh, he adapted really fast and easy to that. And mentally he's very strong. Did you see that when you knew him when he was a child? Or do you think he's just grown? He's just the way he is, he's mentally strong under pressure? I think uh, the really positive side on, on uh, his behaviour is that he's 
He's a happy boy and he doesn't care so much, you know, he just do what he likes to do, is ride a motorcycle. That's what I've been also telling a lot to Liam, you yeah. know, for him. It's a tough situation at the moments with the name and all that and the expectations also from himself and and uh, Jet is one big example for him, you know, uh, how he should be and just be relaxed and uh, enjoy yourself and don't think uh, don't think too much, just go out and race and have mm -hmm. fun. You've lived this where the guy that wins in America and the world champion are coming together at Motocross of Nations. It feels like everyone wants to beat Jet, even Ken Roxon. I'm sure Prado and these guys want to do that too. What are your expectations for Ernie? Because it's, it's like the battle of, of the champions there. I think for me, uh, I look at it this year as, as a team race, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, cheering on the Team Belgium. I think we have a really strong team and I don't think it's about who's going to win the individual. I think mm -hmm. who's going to win as a team. Uh, that's that's how uh, the nations always have been, you know, and there is some individual prestige, of course. Uh, but at the end, uh, the big winners will be who wins with the team. I've been winning here in Mapoli and we didn't win with the team. So at the end, I was happy to win individual and, and to beat Stewart. But, but also yeah. I was a bit disappointed that we couldn't win as a yeah. team because that's actually what motocross uh, mm. the nations is all about. And you and your dad worked with Jorge Prado, Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, all champions this year. All will be riding at, Matt, at Ernie. Will there be a pride at watching the level they've got to? And just obviously they're all riding with great technique. Is oh, there pride gonna, through we're it? We're going to have a big reunion yeah, then. It's going to be. <laughs> and have some good gin tonic. Yeah. <laughs> right, but Sunday night will be good fun. <laughs> now it's of course nice to see everyone together. We've been working in the past with a lot of great champions, also my father and myself. So. It's nice to see what they've become of. Some didn't make it, and some they, they made mm -hmm. it. And and uh, it's always nice to be it's just that little be little part of that, you know, and uh, to look back and see, okay, uh, one we've worked in the past and how successful they are today. And the guys that make it, what do they have that the guys that don't don't? Is it just talent, or is it more mind or work ethic, or? Uh, it's the whole package. The whole package needs to fit together. It's mm -hmm. not about. Uh, uh, being fast at the motorcycle, but you also need to be smart and uh, ambition, determination. There's so many things, you know. Uh, be very intelligent when you race and at the right moments. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of things. It's a whole package. So your motocross of nations memories. We're at Matterley Basin today. That's probably one of your highlights. Talk us through the, the standout moments and maybe some of the tougher moments during your motocross of nations performances. Um, I mean, the toughest one was how we, we lost a couple of times, uh, especially uh, the Nations in '92 in Australia when I got I got no moose from Dunlop and okay. I uh, I had a flat tire, a puncture, and I couldn't finish the motor, so we lost we lost the Nations, like we lost in Valkenswart when Gurkens and Berwitz crashed in the in the last motor on the first lap. Uh, we got second and second, and you know. It, it was every time a big disappointment, but then Sverapek was the time for us yeah. to win, and uh, it, was, it was a great, great moment, great feeling. You know, finally after so many years trying to win as a team, it was cool. I mean, Foxhall was a special one, and and Matali. but Matali we didn't win with the team, yeah. but I won individually. And it felt like Belgium should have. I think Kevin Scribus had a crash. He was on the 250 Suzuki, and yeah. I still think he's won it because of you dominating, but. I'm, Ramon was very strong as well, but yeah, I almost think forget. Kevin, Kevin had a crash, and uh, yeah, we missed out, you know, with a few points. But 
I mean, the crowd we had here in Metaly, that was still one of the biggest yes. crowds I ever raced for in, in Europe, you know. Uh, in the States it's a bit normal when you go to the Supercross uh, stadiums, but like here in Europe it was massive, it was massive, unbelievable. When I look at the pictures today, you still see the crowd everywhere, packed and packed, it was really cool. And did you feel nervous that day? It was your last race, it ended perfectly, but I actually remember walking past on the Saturday and you were blowing up a wee something for Liam because he was just a wee baby and he's doing dad duties here before the, maybe the biggest race the last race of his life yeah no I wasn't I wasn't nervous you know I uh, I was more in stress because we had a big fight with Yamaha we was going to do the announcement that I would move to KTM okay. you know and do a new job for me and uh, it was it was a big discussion still going on on Saturday <laughs> right. so I was more in stress with that discussion and then then to race but then yeah I mean Saturday evening we did the announcement and I would move to KTM and and then Sunday uh, the stress was off and I just went racing and then and enjoyed myself. That pass on Stuart, James sometimes alludes to it on TV and the other week he said he can't talk about being passed on the outside because it <laughs> happened to him. Do you remember that moment what was going through your head or describe passing him around the outside there because I've never really heard your view going into that corner and did you feel you had him at that point in the race? I mean, I, I didn't plan it to go, uh, you know, you okay. can't plan anything in a race, you right, know, yeah. you just have to see after the first turn where you're at and then, and then you start go racing and then and, and try to be smart and, and race as hard as you can and, and make the difference and, yeah, I mean, I was, I was riding good, better than on Saturday, Saturday I struggled a bit, but mm -hmm. I hadn't been riding a lot the weeks before, uh, but Sunday I was back in shape and I was, show, I was just going good, the track was so nice to ride, mm -hmm. we had those deep ruts everywhere mm -hmm. and that's how I like it, you know, and just use my technique standing up on the pegs and, you know, it just happened there uh, <laughs> around the outside. He was sitting down, he was going so slow into the turn, I was like, come on. <laughs> but anyhow, it's, it's still a legendary pass, people still talk about it today and there's two things they remember, that's Foxhall and the Mata, they yeah. drove up the hill and everyone got stuck and, and, and the Matley Basin here, the pass and Stewart, so it's uh, one of the biggest moments, especially for the English fans. Yeah. Uh, they, they still remember it like it well, was yesterday. Average corner now it's called as well. So it's and the best part was in 2019 when we raced the one to five with Liam. He did the exact same thing in the same yeah. turn. Uh, That's pretty incredible. That year was also a bit muddy and uh, yeah, it was cool. So some of those earlier rounds, I think 95 designations, you dropped down to one two five. I think you did it in Hereth in 96 as well. Yeah. And you were world champion both those years. How was that going back to one two five? From what I can remember, in 95 you're actually really quick. You beat Lamson. Um, how does a 250 world champion go back to the 125 and adjust to all that mentally on, on how to ride the bike on race day? Yeah, it's of course, you know, I had to do it. Someone had to do it okay. and to have, to have a strong team. Uh, and I was the one who had to go back and for me it wasn't the biggest uh, fun to go and do it because first of all we didn't have the best bikes at that time, especially with the Honda, it was mm -hmm. a slow bike in 96. Uh, so I struggled in the beginning with the one to five, especially uh, revving it. You know, uh, keep the one to five in the revs where the power is, and yeah, it was not so easy. And then at one point, since '97, I said no more one to fives. Okay. I, I will just race my class, and and then we will see where we end up. 1994. There's a clip of you on the old Motovision video of you riding a 500 Kawasaki, and you looked awesome on it. But you didn't go on the team, and I've, I still don't know why why that was. Did, did you did, did I, you I, even I, I, never, I never got the answer really? either because they we went riding in uh, Motoland and I was a lot faster than Jackie because uh, yeah Jackie was on the team for the 500 mm -hmm. class and 
but at the end they still choose a Jackie and um, I don't know why you know uh, I just lost uh, the championship uh, one or two weeks before in Galdorf so I was pretty down but I wasn't down I was still motivated to go and race uh, the nations you know at my best like I always been doing uh, but still it was Jackie and unfortunately they didn't make the podium that year uh, and all the other years that I was on the team we made it to the podium and Marnik rode really good that weekend as well so if you were on you probably thought you had a shot of win. I mean Britain won so. yeah I mean for Britain it was a, yeah. it was a great year uh, yeah I mean we never we will, we will never uh, so know so you don't so, even know but so. I just remember watching the wee clip and it was like like you were born to ride a 500 the yeah. way you were your tech yeah exited, unfortunately but. only rode uh, once a, a 502 stroke and that was mm -hmm. the Lemur 98 and after that the four and that went came. well and that went well <laughs> after that the uh, four strokes came and uh, we never rode the 500 did strokes. you enjoy riding the 500 yeah did I it? loved yeah, it did I did. loved it it was awesome uh, um, we'll just move on to Liam he's had a pretty amazing year three Grand Prix wins Majora obviously didn't go too well last weekend he had that big crash which was pretty scary to me although obviously for the championship it was bad but to see the heart he had to get back on after how hard he went and hit the ground was for me a big tick in his box into the future because you can't teach that heart. It doesn't matter how talented you are, how much money you have. When you get hit that hard and your championship hopes are over to get back on, for me that was like he has it deep down. You know, he's going to be here for the long haul. Yeah, I mean that, that's Liam. I, I've seen him do things that like that before, and he will never give up. You know, we'll just mm. always ride till till the finish line when when he can. And he did also last week in Majora. I mean, uh, it was a hard hit. He had no air in his lungs, so it took him a while to get up. I was lucky that he got up because mm -hmm. for the same re same time he would have some broken bones. And yeah. Lucky he was fine, and yeah, he finished the motor. I was I was impressed. I thought he would pull out. You know, I think everyone would pull out. Yeah. You know. The chance is gone at that moment and still continue. Uh, he was very brave to do that and uh, it shows his determination and uh, and the will he has, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that, that he, he done that. Did his season surprise you? I mean, he, he was basically in the world title hunter to last weekend, first year on the factory team. He outdid what I was expecting this year, but he, he really came <laughs> on strong there halfway through the year. Two thirds, a third of the no, way through the year. To be honest, you know, we, we, we was hoping to go for top five, and uh, I mean, we had Yago being injured and, and uh, Simon Langenfeller, so you know, they were out and they were really strong contenders for the top three together with with uh, Andrea. But uh, I mean, being healthy is also a part of, of racing, and he, he came through really well after a few GPs, and uh, yeah, it was consistent. You know, I never expect him to win three GPs and uh, having in total eight podiums until now. So uh, to be in that title chase at one point, we never expect to be in that position. So. Um, Maybe it hit him a little bit on Saturday mm. and he started to struggle a bit on Saturday. And he was riding, not riding at his best Sunday a little bit better, but at the moment before he went down, he was trying really, really hard to, to catch uh, Vinny yeah. Star. And I never seen him try that hard and, and, right. and that he went down like this, you know. You know, it's very rare that he goes down really hard. So, yeah. And this is one big hit for sure. He, uh, he took a lot of lessons out mm. of it out of all the whole season actually mm -hmm. and it will only make him stronger for the future uh, just a wee bit on, on Iago you had a couple of really disappointing champ world championship defeats yourself through injury and one thing or another Iago's kind of lost two titles because somebody crashed in front of him in, in two years you could say especially this year 
to get injured twice and still come back. What are your feelings on him? And I kind of feel really sorry for him because he, he had the speed, but he just couldn't get the, the job done, really. Yeah, I think the old paddock is sorry for him, you know, and but to be sorry uh, doesn't bring him anything. <laughs> I'm 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 uh, surprised how uh, how he takes it and how he deals with it, and he just has to continue and move on. And and I mean, normally he should have won two championships. Last year he was in the run for the title, and this year so. And you know, it was not for him. He was very unlucky, yeah. and. He always fight back, and if you see how he fast he came back after his uh, crash in France, yeah, impressive coming back to the lead, you know, yeah. again in the title chase, and again he's been stopped, you know. So, but that's that's again racing, and he needs to pull himself over it and look at ahead at the future, and that's uh, that's what I think he's doing. So, but anyway, I'm, even when he finished again, uh, not as he didn't win the title, I, I still uh, have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for him. Uh, racing and how he deals with it for sure and finally motocross of nations this year team belgium all mx2 guys all under 23 but a really strong team all gp winners what are you expecting from the team and does liam know what what bike he's riding this year yet well first of all next next week they're gonna try out the okay. 50 and then see how that will go and i will expect it will be good you know mm-hmm. i think uh, it will suit him a lot and the way he rides uh, it will even be better for, for his riding style mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they have a really strong team so I, I think I believe they can they can be uh, on the podium I think that's that's a really good chance and of course the nations is always this funny yeah, race yeah. and a lot of strange crazy things happen so you never know what happens you know but I, I, I see them finishing on, on the on the podium and but Sasha Kunin is obviously coming as well it's kind of like a throwback to you and Marnik and Joel and Patrick Caps and a couple of other guys were able to fill in the Strybus. Is it nice to see Belgian motocross finally maybe reaching that level again, or do you think? Yeah, it for is? sure. You know, and it shows that with these young kids on the start line and the team, it shows that we will have the next years, mm-hmm. ten years, a uh, strong team for the nation. So, you know, uh, the potential is for sure there, and uh, to, to make a lot of podiums in the future, and hopefully one day they can they can win as a team. Brilliant. Thank you.